The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. We're going back to back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas, and who, sir, are you? I am your producer, Matt Duncan. How you doing there, Freddie? How are you making out? I am making out okay. I'm holding up. I'm freaking out. I'm chilling out. I'm having fun. I'm crying. I'm going through all the range of emotions like uh, everybody else. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I look forward to doing this podcast every week. And um, let's 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 give people the goods. Let's give people the information that they need. Yeah. Um, Wait, but sorry, before before we move on, how the hell are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm doing uh, just about the same, you know. I think we're we're all going through the motions right now. And uh, you know, obviously there's there's not a real pulse to the NBA, so we're going to do our best to keep trying to uh, make basketball content for you guys just so you have something something else to do during the day because I know we're kind of in this lockdown mode right now and it's super weird and none of us have ever really had to do this before and mm-hmm. uh so yeah, we want to do do our best to to keep it keep it going, keep you entertained a little bit during the day. You dang right. Who said there shouldn't be a Raptors base podcast during World War Three? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, if people want to, uh, if they want to listen to us and find us on our various platforms, what are those? Can we bang some of those out for the for the for the our, our listeners? Yep, you can be listening on iTunes and Stitcher yes. and YouTube uh-huh. and Spotify. Yeah. Player FM, where are you at? Uh, people got the fancy app Pocket Cast. That seems to be one my Cheers. wife really likes. Pocket Cast. Listen to us on there. Uh, <laughs> well, Pocket Cast getting a bit extra love. <laughs> yeah. Huh? <But> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Apparently, and, it's know, free. If, if, if people want to kind of like boost us up the podcast charts, like how do they, how do we, you know, if someone's like, well, it, with all this extra time I have, I'm becoming Remy Malik, aka uh, I, uh, I wrote Mr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone's like becoming Mr. Robot, how could they help like, help hack for us? You know? <laughs> Are you trying to direct them to our Patreon? Nope. No. Oh, you're trying to subscribe. (laughs) Honestly, it was a windy path. So that's on me. I knew I was kind of, yeah, falling off the gravel path there a little bit, but I think you mean (laughs) to rate on iTunes if you can and uh, subscribe to whatever podcatcher you're using. So, so that these episodes just like, you know, fly in nice and easy, like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on a, on a, you know, nice summer day. That's right. Um, everyone can relate to a flying peanut butter and (laughs) jelly sandwich on a summer day, I believe. You know, Um, you're going to hear about food dropping from the ceilings of stadiums. So, you know, and maybe flying. That's, that's a nice foreshadow, Matt. Yeah. I I always underestimate you, (laughs) but, uh, but you know, if people want to, want to support us, they want to have some of our merch or, or maybe just, um, Get something mailed to them during this boring time. Yeah. Uh, what what might they do, Matt? Um, you're talking about the Patreon now? Are you finally talking no, I'm about... I'm talking about the Tooks, baby. Oh, my God. 
okay, so yeah, you can get yourself a head top. I'm sure Freddie's got some left. Uh, you know, I don't know if winners is an essential service, but I do know that Confederacy of Dunks Tukes are. So we are still shipping those babies out. Uh, thankfully, we don't have an office or anything that uh, we we need to shut down. We're just doing it from home, folks. So, and this, and with the you know. Uh, the little caveat that I will spray and bag and box them. <laughs> oh, uh, spray and bag. Well, I think the situation calls. Oh, you're doing a little alcohol spray. Is that you're going to do? Yeah. Just if people worry. Oh, okay. That's nice. That is a, that's a thoughtful thing to do. Yeah. Don't but Matt. I yeah. feel like you know where I'm going next, right? Yes. If people want to really dig in, if they want to be, you know, beyond a supporter, if they want to be an investor, if they fancy us uh, Elon Musk types. Yes. And they want to get in before, you know, we have our, our, our Tesla truck moment. Yes. Um, how might they do that? You're going to go to iTunes and subscribe and rate. Is that what you mean? Oh, no, you're talking oh, about Maddie, the Patreon. You're talking about the Patreon, of course. Yes, if you want to support the pod, I know it's kind of tough times right now. Um, so no no serious pressure, but we do have got some good things over there for you. Freddy's hot sauce uh, might be the only hot sauce that you can get for a while. So, you know, hey. people people might just be signing up to get that hot sauce just so that they, uh, you know, have a little heat. Have a little heat during this lockdown. You know what I mean? That's right, Gasol's, uh, or sorry, Mark's Rosé. Mark's Rosé. Basketball Bones. Yeah, Basketball Bones. Uh, if you've got, you know, if you've got the, uh, the, 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 the I, I can't even think of the word because I've been locked up so much, but I'm going to, I'm going to say if you're tough enough to take the Basketball Bones, you're going to want this hot sauce. Wow. Uh, you know, a bit of a turbulence there, but you stuck the landing, buddy. I'm proud of you. <laughs> But uh, I think without further ado, um, let, let me just quickly g- give you a rundown of who was on the show. So uh, we called Jess Nicolette, um, and we called Brian Kimmel, we called my brother Thomas Rivas, we called Catherine Niker, and we called Paulina View or Paulina Vu, sorry. And uh, we kind of got all of them to tell us uh, a favorite Raptors moment or a favorite Raptors story. Uh, it kind of hits from playoff moments to big highlights to personal stories. And, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. If you like this kind of material, if it's a proper escape, I think that's what we're aiming for. We just uh, wanted to relive some some fun Raptors memories for everyone, to, you know, just because we're all inundated with uh, intense news. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Matt, what do you think? Are we, are we good to go? You want to add anything? No, I think just uh, hope everyone's doing well. We're thinking of uh, of everyone during this time. I know it's really tough. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, know that we're all kind of feeling the same way. When you're feeling down, worried and stuff, don't worry. Everybody is. And, uh, you know, we're going to get through it together. It's just going to take some time. And uh, that's it. Well, yeah, buddy. Um, And I hope you're well, Matt. And I hope... uh your fans well and um yeah you too let's, let's, yeah thanks buddy and um yeah I'm, I'm excited let's let's get going here let's rock all right okay i'm i'm, I'm here with guest number one uh she's amazing she's incredible she's a super duper raptor fan uh 
we talk basketball basically every day online mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's that's uh was it was a nice setup for uh perhaps the future of all of us online all the time um <laughs> but uh but jess you're 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 here and you're gonna tell us your yes. favorite raptors story i um, am and jess jess nicolette by the way hello everyone nice to be back um thank you for coming back um okay well i don't know my favorite moment obviously i mean in the history of the raptors also like given that probably you've got a short-term memory but it's definitely game six against golden state winning it all and they're like I don't know how to explain this. You know what I felt like? It's like, you know how when Sting kept talking about his tantric sex and <laughs> it was like, it's about the buildup, not the actual right. event. It's like, totally. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. But like the, those like last torturous minutes and then getting through them and then actually like winning when that ball like when Steph Curry threw that ball when the buzzer sounded and Kyle caught it and he hopped in the air, I was like in shock screaming. I'm sure like most people in the group have seen my like video, but like screaming and crying and then just like repeatedly saying, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And like, yeah, it was crying. Two, two, two questions. Yeah. Actually three questions, but first question when when they when when like the buzzer sounded, mm-hmm. how far was like Sting from your mind? Were you like Sting <laughs> oh, tried like, to tell me? Were you like Sting <laughs> tried to tell me, or, or 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 did Sting come up later on, like like days later? You were like, oh my god, Sting tried to tell me. Well, he does say I'll be watching you, but um, <laughs> dad joke. Um, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, he was. I was like, there was nothing in my mind. It was just like an empty empty cave just like echoing my own words of oh my god okay second question when did you start crying like, like did you immediately, start immediately was it was it the buzzer or was it before like you know what i mean like where were well, we, was quite shooting the free throws or? no i kept telling my friend it's not real until it's like, it's not real until it's real. It's right, so like, you, you it, were, like, calming it, everyone down. It was just, I was so, I was, like, a, like <laughs> my friend was over. I actually it had a leg injury, so I couldn't go out, which kind of sucked. So I watched Okay, my third here. question was, where were you? Yeah, so, so I was at home in my living room, um, which was a bummer. It would have been so awesome to be out, but I had um, an uh, ankle injury, so mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. But whatever, that's still fine. Yeah, so, it's, part of, um, it's part of the story. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, at the end, I just kept saying, like, even though it was, like, you knew you were going to win, it's kind of like when it, when Draymond tried calling that timeout, right? I feel like that's when it started to get really real, when it was like, holy shit, oh my god, now we have a free, it was just like, things were, the universe was really finally aligning for us, but my friend was like, she was like, oh my god, did we just win this? And I was like, just shut up. It's Man, not real. I, it's like nothing is real until it's like completely finished. Until that buzzer goes off, nothing is actually real. And it, I don't know. Maybe you know, especially as a if you're a fan, you're like, yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, I gotta be real careful with how yeah, I feel. I was right about to say that. Uh, yeah. As a Raptors fan, you're you're conditioned oh. to kind of like 
understand torture and you know that even when things seem triumphant, there can always be like a deeper despair. Yeah, there's like a patience that we have. I don't know. I feel like there is just a level of caution that we've been. uh, It's just in us now that you can't. You just have to like step real lightly. Don't get too excited. Yeah, hundred percent. And and so, so with your ankle. So was it you and one friend? It was me and like one friend. I was like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to deal with like so many people. For sure. Me and one friend. And uh, I actually had like moved from the couch to the floor. I I was just like, I was so antsy. Tripping out, yeah. Yeah, I was so just like fidgety and anxious that I was like sitting on the floor like a kid, like three feet from the screen. And um, yeah, so she was filming a secret video of me. So I didn't know she just was filming me during this whole thing, which ended up being hilarious and awesome. Because there were some, think, some good moments in there. I think anyone who's <laughs> listening knows that your friend did a yeah. duty to society by filming you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yes. wait, so, so did, did, so since you had an ankle injury, yeah. was the celebration, was there any idea of like, okay, I know I'm injured, but like, I got to get out there or were you like, no, no. I just have to, I have to experience everything. I, I'm going to watch what? videos and go crazy here. I live on Queens, So I went out to the balcony and that was enough. I was like, okay, I'm part of it. Cause it was like, you know, it was, what, what was, was happening bonkers. when you went out? So I go out to my balcony and everyone's honking and hanging out of cars and screaming and waving flags and mm-hmm. high-fiving. And it was just like so awesome. Yeah. Were you? Like, yeah, I just like drank it in. I like stood on the balcony and was like, mmm. And then like I actually was thought it was hilarious that my friend had drove to my house and had to then drive home. And I was like, good luck with that. But like yeah. I was just like. I, I was like on a high. It was like when I went to bed, it was like a sitcom. Like I went to bed, closed my eyes, smiling, woke up, like did the like, ah, like oh, oh, me stretch too. my arms. And then my God. For, for the rest of like, like legit until the parade, it was like everyone I felt like in the city walked around like, hello, hello, good sir. How are you? Great day. Da, 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 da. Like it was just so good. We're all champions. That's why we, we got, we got that, you know, that, that tantric sting championship. Yeah. Like it um, was literally like, that was like my tantric experience was like <laughs> those torturous. I guess you could say it's like, 24 torturous years of being a fan who everyone is yep. like, you guys are losers to the like, you know, worst game ending. I, I did feel like the end of the game was very anticlimactic. Yeah. I it must was very say. Chopped up. Yeah. Which was a little bit annoying. The refs they didn't need, it was whatever, mm-hmm. but it was like, then it's like, boom, you win. And it was like, Whoa. <laughs> so, Do you have a favorite like play? Or, 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 like, or like as far as like, you know, is it Siakam's kind of closing out bucket, Lowry going off to start the game? Like totally what do you re- Lowry. Like yeah, Lowry is, is to start the part? game. But also like just any Lowry it just everything. Lowry everything. Like the whole like the entire playoffs, just like watching him get progressively happier. I mean, like mm-hmm. it's especially at the end of like the you know, the conference finals just the smile it's still my screensaver like the smile on his face as he realizes and then him like 
you know, catching the ball after step through it and like hopping up and going to hug court. Like, I'm just like everything. Oh, Kyle. Yeah. Everything it was, it, Kyle. It was perfect. Like, like him, yeah. him, even him going to hug yeah. Kawhi and Kawhi, like not really hugging him back. No. But then <laughs> Lowry pretty like, like his body is just so wise to being like, yeah. if you don't love me, I won't waste even, I won't even invest. <laughs> I won't even fully invest in this motion of a hug. Yeah. Like I will move away from this hug before I even yeah. begun it. If that's how it's going to go down, sir. Yeah. Like, and, and I, but I, I thought, I thought like all those little micro moments, it, 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 that, that game was just amazing. Like I'm looking at the stat lines yeah. now and, uh, you know, Siakam had 26 and 10. Yeah. Uh, Lowry had 26, 10 assists and seven rebounds. Yeah. Like what I, a closeout. He almost had yeah. a triple double in the closeout game. That's insane. It's just and like Fred too. It's Fred, like Fred has twenty two points. Probably it's amazing. Like, like you know all threes in the fourth quarter. I feel like yeah. <clears throat> it, it's just it was just like that's everything I could. That's like you know what? It's like whoa. That's all I've ever wanted in life. And now what do I like? Now I want more. So I don't know. Yeah. Do you think you could ever feel the same way from oh, a championship? Percent. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like I, I used to think that it's like, man, nothing like the first championship. And I'm like, man, there will be nothing like a back to back. Yeah, because like you, you know, what, you know, it would piss off basketball fans in the states more than anything, more than us winning a championship, us winning a second championship. That's right. Like, I mean, oh god, it's just so, and like, man, it brought the whole country together. It's just like, it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. what can you, what is better than that? That's still like, honestly, of all 2000, I'm like, that's the only thing that mattered to me. I mean, like, you know, whatever. It's the best thing that mattered to me. Right. Yeah. It's a, well, you know, I mean, I'm kind of creating this podcast for a little bit of an, a, a little bit of a Raptors escape for the, for the hardcore basketball fans out yeah. there. So, and you, like, know, we're, you know, what? we're living in the past. Sure. Well, you know what though? But, like, hey. especially Honestly, just like the happiness that, that it had brought to, obviously everyone on the team was like, you know, ecstatic and excited, of course. But mm-hmm. like Gasol, uh, you know, Serge, Kyle, like just them being, you know, a little bit, a little bit over over that hill, and finally like just getting that championship like they were just I, I i like couldn't it's like they've been working forever to get one of those and they got it who were you i mean it's got to be kyle oh but, yeah but after kyle who were you happiest for <sighs> hmm uh it, you know what that's hard it's, it's kind of like hairs, it's right? like because you, you love them all. like it's a yeah. tie between like surge and and um and gasol but also, yeah. like, you know what, Fred, like that, I don't totally. know all of them. And Pascal, I'm like, Fred, undrafted, Pascal, you know, like a kid who only started playing when he was like 17. It's just like, <laughs> I can't, I'm like, man, don't make me choose. Oh, Kyle yeah, you know over what? everyone first, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I like, think <laughs> that's, that's probably a good way to end this too. Just, just in this moment, you know. Kyle over everything and yeah. I, I don't know if you saw it but it was kind of like a really refreshing fun moment where it was a screen cap of of Kyle talking to Serge online and and the quote was was Kyle saying Serge calls me too much 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, okay, that that was a nice little moment in these, you know, these kind of trying times. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I'm, I am loving like Surge's uh, "How bored are you?" thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, how bored are you? Is amazing. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um. But yeah, Jess, thank, thanks so much for for doing this pod and uh, welcome. Bring some some positivity. Oh, that's my annoying. Oh, thing. Oh, it's beautiful. Great, yeah, nice I guess sound it effect. I didn't know you wanted to do some sound effects too. Oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> that's just a phone thing, Matt. I'm not trying to take over your sound effect <laughs> yeah. zone. Like, is this that you, part that in Wayne's space? world where I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> no longer needed? Oh yeah, you're you're Garth in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh well jess uh be well thank be you you too stay sane yeah you know yeah. don't work out you know too what? hard yeah yeah i know man yeah i gotta stop i uh <laughs> don't want to overextend myself again right yeah uh okay well uh okay. thanks for thanks, thanks for, for chatting no problem talk soon My pleasure okay bye guys bye All right, peace buddy Okay, um, caller number two. Uh, I'm here with uh, with my baby bro, JK. He's not a baby. He's 31, you know? But, well, uh, well, well. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he is a baby. But um, I'm here with my, my, my little brother, Thomas Rivas, uh, plumber extraordinaire. Tom, you're going to tell us uh, about your favorite Raptors memory. Um, oh, man. Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, so much to choose from. Uh, Where, you know... Well, how about how about this? Let's start with your thought process when I asked you this question. Like, what were you de- what were you debating between? Um, so so many different like personal ones, ones that like meant to obviously a lot to me and my brothers, me and my family. Ones that just like uh, meant a lot to uh, you know uh, the community of Toronto, and I, I ended up deciding one that was a, a mixture of many things, you know. Right. Um, well, but you know, something I thought about was like when Master P was very close to making it. I was like, yeah, that was one of your. That's what that was a like a a potential favorite all time memory for you when Master P was, was a, in a ten day contract for the Raptors. That's right. That's a Canadian heritage moment, and I was like, honestly, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll talk about that, but uh, I, I got a better one than that. Yeah, because like maybe you were an actual baby at that time too. That's true. I was yeah. a baby, but I read all the newspapers about it, you know? It was a big deal. It was a big deal. For sure. They're smart babies. Some babies can read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what's, your, what's your moment? What did you pick? So I decided to pick um, the just the lovely, East, the lovely Eastern Conference uh, uh, finals against the Cavaliers in 2006. I had the, the fortunate ability to uh, head to game number three with my mom and two of our very close friends, Freddie, Marco Moltisanti, and your other, uh, your, your former co-host, Kevin Dose. Right. So I went, with, I went with those two guys and went with mom. And uh, it was just such like a, a fun, fun, fun experience. I think for everyone, because uh, I, I think it was really fun for everybody who was a Raptors fan, because at that point, it, it's the highest we've ever reached, you know? I think right. we were all super, like, it was, we were all so happy for us to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I feel like game number one, for me, was 
was so special because obviously I got to go with mom and our two close friends and it was a fantastic game, but us winning that game really gave us a little bit of belief to make it feel like, you know, not only are we in the Eastern conference finals, but like we deserve to be here. So it was just like such a fantastic game. I think like Bismack Biombo had like 20 rebounds or something crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Bismack Biombo had 26 rebounds. That's it. 26 and rebounds. 18 defensive rebounds. Do you, do you, do you know the, uh, can you, can you guess any of like the, the high scorers for the Raptors? Do you know who, who, who um, had the, had the, who, who's the high score for us that game? For, uh, I'm going to have to say DeMar. It was DeMar, was, yeah. DeMar was just basically outrageous that whole game. He, he like dropped the, 32. He was uh, the best version of DeMar you could have. You know, he just 12 for 24. Uh, eight for nine from the three from the free throw line, and uh, and yeah, Lowry had a, a classic Lowry game where it was uh, you know twenty points, three assists, six rebounds, um, probably a bunch of charges in there and stuff. Um, so so how much for you was it kind of like the company you were with versus the um, just like, I guess, general overflowing optimism as a Raptors fan? Or was it kind of just like that combo of things just like made made it the best memory? I think that combo of things is really what made it kind of the best thing. It's like the idea of, you know, because we, you know, Freddie, we just love, we love our basketball. We've always just loved our basketball. Our mom has been very encouraging with with our, with our basketball and she would even the odd time, you know, she's a hardworking lady, but when she did find the time, she'd come down to the court that was at our community housing place and she'd come, you know, sometimes shoot 21 with us. So mom's always just loved basketball. She's loved LeBron James for us. You know, I, I think at that time too, I was having some pretty fun projector parties at my place with some of my uh, roommates. Right. Yeah. You, you started oh, the, fun. the Raptors viewing party. And, uh, I think Matt was probably there. Matt Duncan. I was there, was there. a couple. Yeah, got some, uh, uh, you know, some roti across the street from where he used to live. Oh yeah, uh, so roti cuisine of India. Tom, when that game was over, um, do you, do you remember the night? Like what you did that night after the game? I don't remember. I think you know we just kind of moseyed on home. Me, Marco, Kevin, and Mom, and just kind of just talked about the game as a whole. But like we even went out for. You know, I mean, you know, everyone does this, does different, has different rituals when they go to a Raptors game. And we, we went out for dinner before. We had some nice drinks. We were just like in such like a, we were already like happy to be there, but we were also like confident and we knew the capabilities of this team. And then to see that game, that, that third game in the Eastern Conference Finals when we played the Cavs, like we, we let it all out. Everything was clicking. Obviously, you know, we're not going to expect 26 rebounds every single time from Bismack, but Kyle was clicking, DeMar was clicking, everything mm-hmm. else was just, was just working. We we're in such a good flow. And really watching that game, I was like, you know, obviously we're going up against the GOAT, and he's in pure GOAT form. Um, but there's a, there's a glimmer of hope here. Like, I could see us... Like, could, like, you know, you start thinking crazy things. It's like, could we make it to the finals? And if so, would we have been obliterated by G-State? Who knows? Yeah, see, I, I remember with that game, it was really like, you know, 
I'm not sure if Cleveland had lost a game in the playoffs up until that point. So I think that win was part of that. And I remember the Raptors really jumping on the Cavs early in that game. And, you know, just looking at the, the, you know, score quarter by quarter here. That first half we were just, it was, you know, yeah, 27 to 24 in the first quarter and then 33 to 23 in the second quarter. So, but you know, by that point it's like, you know, the game is, is pretty stretched out and uh, they barely won the third and w- we won the fourth by a bit. So it was a 99, 84 final score. So I could totally relate to feeling those feelings of kind of like not invincibility, but like maybe we can, maybe, maybe. we can go toe to toe with this team. Like those, maybe we can hang with the team. teams. Totally. It, the, that had, it had all the feelings of that where I felt like people were just buzzing on like one thing. We were, oh my gosh, we're in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's this iteration of this Raptors team that has now pushed the boundaries where they're as far as any Raptors team has ever been. And then to win a game after losing the first two was like, we're not out of this yet. You know, like we still got still got some game to play. And, and it was just and, such a, it was such a great game to watch DeMar like you know, I hope DeMar, we obviously all hope the best for DeMar, but as of right now, it's like that might be one of the absolute highlights of his playoff career is that game. And it was just amazing. Yeah. I'm trying to think because I went to game four of that series and actually game six as well. And game four was obviously the game where the Raptors held on for dear life and still won the game. But do you remember if LeBron had his famous quote of, um, when 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 he said like I've been through adversity and this isn't it, was that after the Raptors won the second game or was that right after the Raptors won the like this first game, the game? Your memory? I don't think I don't in my memory. I don't think he jumped out and said anything big like that. But what I do remember from LeBron James, so there was a scuffle right in the middle of the court, and you know there's a couple guys got into it like Damari Carroll and I forget whoever else. Maybe Lowry was in the mix and. Tristan Thompson. Oh yeah, it was like Bismack Biombo and Tristan Thompson were having some words, and Tristan Thompson like f- like flopped his arms out and hit LeBron in the mm-hmm. face. Ooh! And then LeBron fell over and was like grabbing his mouth, and then we got a technical for that. And only upon review did they realize it was his own player that hit him. It was just I remember so that. Theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. So theatrical. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the stakes were so high. And I actually, I actually found the quote and it was after the second game. So just just listen to this. Um, and and, and, th- and this is this is about uh, this is kind of like post game comment. Uh, I've, I've been a, I've been a part of some really adverse situations and I just didn't believe this was one of them. James said post game. I've just been very calm about the whole situation. Our guys know. Our guys knew what we did and, and what we didn't accomplish in Toronto. I'm not taking away from the fact of how big a game this was because it is. It's Game Five on our home floor. Series tied two-two. But from the very moment we lost Game Four, I was just very calm about the whole situation. And I mean that would reflect Cleveland beating us by like about a hundred points in that series. But Tom, you were at the game where the Raptors, the only game. You know, actually, honestly, the only moment in time, really, in that conference finals, where, where, where the Raptors fans had had a had a reason to kind of believe. Yeah, and it felt like that, and everyone was was so you know, 
you say it was such a good positive uh, Raptors benchmark. Um, but you know, I think when a player of that stature tells you he's not worried, um, I think it's okay to get like completely terrified at what he's going to do the next <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, uh, Doctor Manhattan. LeBron, yeah, LeBron James. Yeah, saying that is him. Like, yeah, being Doctor Manhattan. He's he's shape shifting into another form. Is there um, is there like a play from idea. the game? Sorry, um, go ahead. I guess the play from the game is it's kind of like a broken play. It was just, it was like a multiple many plays where I think it was Bismack Biombo had like a huge block on Kyrie um, came down to the other end, hit it to DeMar. He went for a layup, faked the layup, got swung around to Lowry and he had like just a, just a big three. And I, 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 I love filming stuff on my um for for my Instagram whenever I go mm-hmm. to a Raptors game, and I just so happen to film like that whole sequence, and then just whenever I go back and watch it, like my phone is just like rumbling, and it was just it just brings me right back to like the atmosphere inside. The atmosphere for Raptors fans is just always fantastic, but the atmosphere just inside that night was just like roaring, and it was like felt like the whole team could feel the fans are just like so. Yeah. I such a deep belief in them. Okay, Tom, two and a half minutes left in this conversation. Let's finish it with a, with a mini quiz from the game. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you three guesses, Matt, if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're listening and you got a ding sound, it could be cool, but you know, no worries. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, okay, here we go. Um, Thomas, do you have three guesses to guess the three players with, the um you know let's do let's do you have three guesses to guess the top two plus minus players in this game go um i'll say demar plus minus demar was plus nine in the game he uh that's that's incorrect sorry (laughs) yeah thanks man okay that's one tom that's one you went to this game Okay, then you know, it has not to be box score the, stats, right? So Bismack out there, he's doing all positive stuff, right? He's only been on there for good things. He's got to have a good plus minus. Okay, Bismack plus twelve, top three, but he's not top two, so that's, that's incorrect. <laughs> okay. Hey, you, you get Tom. You really got to think about who is making an impact in this game. You know, we we played ten players. That's 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 the clue I'm gonna give you. Okay, then I'm gonna say. It was a point guard who kind of just played above where he usually plays, having a great game for us, uh, Corey Joseph. Correct, Thomas. Oh, you're, you're still alive here. Corey Joseph is a plus 14. He scored 14 points in the game. And we got a minute left here. You have one more guess, or you know, you have one more incorrect guess. Now, uh, I just encourage you to think it through like you did the last one. This is going to be. A wild guess, but because you're making me think a bit outside the box, I'm going to say Lewis Scola. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that was a great guess, so I'm not going to dock you. I'm going to give you one more bonus guess, but Lewis Scola had zero points, zero plus minus, <laughs> one assist, one turnover, and two fouls. <laughs> okay, okay, that's right. 20 rough. seconds. That's one rough. more, Tom. Um, uh, I'm going to say Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry was a plus eight. That's incorrect. I don't know. The best plus minus in that game was Patrick Patterson. Patrick Patterson. Plus minus God. PP. Patman. Um, Pat, 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 Pat. 
Oh, that's, a, that's, our, that's our time, Tom. Ding, ling, ling, ling. Thanks for uh, having me on, um, to everyone listening. I hope you all stay safe and uh, take care, everybody. Sounds good, bro. Um, talk soon. Thanks for uh, thanks for telling us your story. All right, see you later. Go Raps. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I'm I'm here with uh, guest number three. I'm super super excited to have her back. Obviously, it's uh, you know not the not the best time to have anyone back, but um, you know we're trying to inject some escapism and positivity into into everyone's day. Hopefully, so uh, give it up at home for uh, Paulina Vu. Thanks so much for having me. It is a unfortunate time in the world, but um, I've been watching a lot of NBA games and doing stuff in my free time, like cooking. So, um, and talking to a lot of people like you guys. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, uh, like, like we, we were kind of just talking before we started recording and it, it, there's, it's, it's a weird time in that, like there's some kind of hidden gems and silver linings, but there's obviously still, you know, there's obviously this kind of abstract like terror. Um, so it's, a uh, it's kind of a, a weird duality, but, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we're we're kind of jumping into different types of favorite raptor stories. Uh, we've already heard a couple pretty cool ones. Um, so uh, I, I asked my brother this question, so I'll ask you the same. When I asked you, "What's your favorite raptors moment?" What what what's your internal dialogue like? What are you factoring in? Um. Oh man, that's sort of a loaded question. Like I think it's just one of those. I, w- I told you that it was the um, Kawhi shot. Um, and I think for right. me that every time I watch it, like no matter how many times I watch it, and even though I know what happens, I still get chills. Um, so it's just, and how stoic he was after. Oh, um, yeah. It was just like all the emotions, I think, are what contribute to that being my favorite moment. But I do have a, personal story that I want to share that is one of my favorite moments. Um, sure, yeah. I mean, like, the shot for everyone, like, is just, like, time stood still, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's just, it's especially, like, if you're a sports fan, you probably knew where you were. If you're a Raptors fan, you definitely knew where you were. But, but yeah, I, I, just, uh, let's let's jump right into your personal story. So, uh, what, what game is it? What's going on? What are we talking about? Okay, so this was uh, the beginning of January in 2019. Um, so I had purchased tickets for a San Antonio game in San Antonio for Kawhi's first return back to San Antonio. Oh, and amazing. I, I bought the tickets as soon as the schedules were released. Um, so they were really expensive at the time. And I had like literally the last row in the entire arena. So was this um, like in the in the um what's the San Antonio Arena? Is it Saddle Dome? No, it's called AT and T Center. Oh, sorry, AT and T Center, right? Yeah, um, but their arena is actually pretty small. Like I think it's probably the same number of seats as or close to Scotiabank, mm-hmm. or I I think maybe I heard a rumor that it's might be a bit smaller, or maybe right. it's one of the smallest. I can't even I, I remember. Could, I could see that because it's like San Antonio definitely has a lot of like little weird nooks and crannies. Like it's it's one of those like small market uh, cities in the NBA. So I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the if the if the arena was kind of a bit like odd or small. 
Yeah, definitely. It was also like in a really weird location. Like it kind of felt like it was on the outskirts of town. Um, but their arena doesn't have as many courtside seats. And I think that they only have courtside seats on like the long sides of the court. Okay. Um, so I ended up getting seats that were in the third row. So you know how like Scotiabank Arena, like they have like all those lettered rows, like yeah, B and yeah. C. Like this one was just like the third row and um, there's even some videos I think on YouTube of that game where they're all booing Kawhi, like after his memorial video. Right. Um, yeah. And you can see me in the crowd. So what? I had a bunch of messages after saying like, oh, I saw you on TV. Oh my God. Um, and so were you like, so, uh, yeah, because he was a Raptor, right? So you were supporting Kawhi. Yeah, for sure. And I was actually sitting across the tunnel from Kawhi's family and I had better seats than his own family. And I <laughs> like waved oh at them God. after. Whoa. I, actually, I waved. So I, I had uh, gone early. So I went probably like an hour early and they let us in the arena like maybe 45 minutes before the game started so we could watch them do the shoot around. Um, so I need to start at the beginning of the story because my journey to get there was actually crazy. Um, okay, yeah, take a sec. So first I had a flight the day before the game. And it was at around six o'clock in the evening and I was sitting on the plane waiting for takeoff. And when we were sitting on the plane for probably like close to an hour, but um, we had just been taxiing around. Like we hadn't actually even gone to the runway yet. Um, oh man. But then eventually they had a page over the intercom saying like everybody like off the plane, like there's an issue with the plane. Um, and we'll be rescheduling the flight for tomorrow night at six. And I was like, Oh, like I'm going to miss the game. Like no. I need, to, I need to get to San Antonio. Yeah. So everyone left. Wait, let me just pause you there. How many times has anyone ever been like, I need to get to San Antonio? I know. Like, but, but sorry. Yeah. Didn't go on. think I would ever have to say that. <laughs> um, so everyone got off the plane and everyone was heading out of the terminal um, but I decided to look at the departures, like the departures board. And okay. um, we were flying with American Airlines. So I looked at all the other American Airlines, um, like where the counters were right. for other flights. So I went to another flight that was leaving shortly uh, to Chicago with American Airlines. So I went up to that counter and I said, is there any way I can get to San Antonio uh, through Chicago? And they said, yes, but it's not going to be the most pretty route getting there and um they're like you have to go to chicago then you got to go to dallas and then you got to get on a flight there to san antonio so oh, i was wow. like sure as as long as i'm there like before seven o'clock tomorrow night like i'm gonna do it so so it's like trains planes and automobiles with paulina yeah basically <laughs> have you played ticket to ride before yes yeah. So that's that's kind of what it reminded me of. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, so we boarded the flight. It was like a dinky little plane, like probably like, I don't know, like probably one of the smallest planes you could fly at Pearson. Right. So we got into the plane um, and that ended up being delayed. No, actually, we had to get off that aircraft and then we had to get on a new aircraft. Um, so then we didn't end up in Chicago probably until like one in the morning. And I booked a hotel room at the O'Hare airport. Um, it was the Sheraton. And then we just 
like I had maybe like four hours between that flight and my Dallas flight. So we just went straight to the hotel room, slept for four hours <laughs> and then went back to the terminal, um, boarded the flight to Dallas and then eventually made it to San Antonio. Probably, I think the whole journey probably took like 16 hours total. What a hero's um, journey. Yeah. Raptors fans. Some Raptors fans brag about going to Detroit or Indiana or Cleveland. You yeah. went to San Antonio yeah. on Kawhi's return game. And if I'm not mistaken, like that was the first time we saw DeMar, right? Like, cause his, yep. when he came back to Toronto, that was later in the season. Yeah. I so think so, so. Th yeah. this was the game that San Antonio, they actually gave us a beat down, right? Yeah. Oh my God! It was Demar triple double crazy. in that game, if I, yep. if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. So, like, you were wearing a Leonard jersey. Were were people giving you shit or what? Um, well, first I like when I first got to San Antonio. Like, also, I had a lot of confidence once I landed in San Antonio. I had so much confidence that Kawhi was probably going to stay in Toronto, just based on the fact that San Antonio was such like, or like, can I swear? Or, sure. Such a shitty town and compared to <laughs> Toronto. Um, yeah. Like, I Googled the best hotel in San Antonio, which was the Westin, just to yeah. see where the Raptors were staying. And um, so I landed in San Antonio, um, took a cab to my hotel, which is around the corner from, from the Westin. And I saw um, Big Cat on my way in. And yelled Amazing. at him on the street. Well, well then, wait, wait. You yelled at Big Cat? What'd you say? Like, we just yelled at the window, Big Cat. And then he waved at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what you yell at Jamal McGlore. Is yeah. You yell Big Cat. That's just how that yeah. goes. Sorry. So then we, um, I went to like this Mexican restaurant. And then I just felt this like hand like rubbing my back. And then okay. <laughs> I realized like it was like this like older Mexican woman like and was like oh you're here for the game and I was like yeah I, I am so like yeah. I think it's the only sports team they have in the city so right I did get a lot of people like commenting so on jersey. Do, do you feel like like you know what was their hostility were people like oh man Kawhi, like you know he's gonna leave you too or like or was it kind of just they, you know, it was so unique for them to see someone wearing a Raptors jersey that they were like, huh? Um, they were actually really nice. Like, Oh, that's think, cool. Yeah, Southern hospi hospitality is a real thing. Um, so everyone was really nice and, like, was just like, good luck tonight. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then we went to the hotel and, like, the Weston Hotel where the Raptors were staying. And there was, like, a little group of people, um, other Raptors fans, just waiting for them to come out of the hotel um, so we met this guy, uh, Danny Green has actually mentioned him in his podcast before. Okay. I don't know if you ever listened to his yeah, podcast. Yeah. It was this guy named Ron who traveled around the U.S. He's from Toronto with like this Green Ranger doll and with uh, Danny Green's face on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like so a normal we, person does. Yeah. So we befriended him and then um, he was staying at an Airbnb closer to the arena. So... I offered him a ride um, to the arena with us for the game. And he said, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I have these, like, awesome tickets and we can watch them shoot around before. So before the shoot around, like, he had his his extra tickets um, on StubHub 
to sell, but nobody ended up purchasing them. So we just let us stay in these seats that were amazing, like the third row up. And um, uh, yeah, so we also met um, Kristen Ledlow, I think. Oh, that's one of the sports analysts. Yeah. So, um, so we got we got one minute left here. You, you and and you actually met a because I think you maybe told me part of this at a party once. Did oh, you yes. also meet Kawhi's like parents? No. Yeah. So uh, when we were at the shoot around, Kawhi's family sat across from the tunnel from us. So it was um, Kawhi's mom, Uncle Dennis, his girlfriend who was very pregnant at the time, and his daughter. And they all waved to us. And then after the game, uh, Kawhi's mom, um, she was, it was funny because they were getting booed so hard. But every time Kawhi was getting booed, Kawhi's mom was just like cheering and like dancing around, like trying to like yeah. support Is that, is that him. a game where she like lost uh, it on a fan? Remember like she, was, she got into a bit of a dispute with a San Antonio fan? Yeah, I, th- I think that happened that game. Yeah. 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 So that person was sitting like, I think a couple rows behind me. Um, but she was yelling at them from like across the tunnel area. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But um, yeah. So after she came up to us and was like, was like, you could like oh. visibly upset or are we up? That's that. That's our timer, uh, Paulina. But wait, just, sorry, just wrap it up. Cause I want to know how, how, how the encounter ends. Oh, so she just uh, came up to us after and was like, hi, like saying hi to us. And then she was, she just went to my boyfriend who was also with me and he, she just whispered and kind of like whispered in his ear was like, don't worry, we got the next one. And then, um, Ooh, I like the, like, yeah. kind of the whispering <laughs> shape. Pokey yeah. Paulina, you're definitely like a secret agent of sorts. Like just the way like, you seem to be able to get things done. Like, I feel like you are, yeah, you, you're like a private eye. Like, I, I want to go to a game with you because I feel like yeah. we're like, sitting courtside and somehow like, you'll be like, oh, don't worry. I know this ref. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but that would be cool if we just had an away game together, like some people in the group, just because the other markets are so much cheaper. Um, it's pretty crazy. Like even when I went to Cleveland and, you know, in, um, I don't know what they shoot out of. I think like T-shirts, they shoot it and towels and stuff. They shoot out of those guns. Mm-hmm. They were shooting like hot dogs pan. into the crowd. Hot and dogs? Then, <laughs> yeah. Like and hot, it, hot, hot dogs? Uh, they were like wrapped in foil. Oh my god! <laughs> like it probably could have harmed someone, but and then in That's Miami, awesome. in Miami they had like Big Macs coming down in parachutes. Which what? Was kind of cool too. Uh, okay. Yeah. That- Honestly, That's my dream the right flying there. Flying food thing <laughs> Big needs Mac. to happen more. I, I didn't yeah. even know this was a thing. Yeah. Also in Cleveland, like they um, they give out free quarter pounders at McDonald's um, if they if the Cleveland Cavaliers score 25 points in the first quarter, Whoa. which they did. So we, we uh, still had all these, our, all our tickets and we were driving to Nashville after. So we stopped in, I think I want to say somewhere in like close to the border of Kentucky and Ohio. And uh, we went to McDonald's and they still gave us like a free quarter pounder. Nice. Like, even though we we're pretty far from Cleveland. Oh man. Just crushing quarter passes. pounders. I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Paulina, thanks for thanks for telling us your your Kauai story. I can't believe how many people you met and connections you like had to make. That's I know. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. Well, th- thanks for having me. I'm not the best at storytelling, so oh, you're great. You're great. Like,
I am? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Me and Matt are like echoing each other because we're agreeing <laughs> so hard. Okay. Are you guys together? I guess you aren't. Absolutely right? not. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. For any, and actually, Pauline, I'm glad you asked that. For any listeners, for sure we're not together. Yeah. Um, no, we've been preparing for this since September. So. Yeah, basically. Um, well, uh, yeah, Paulina, thanks so much. You know, stay safe. Uh, stay positive. Be compassionate to yourself. And uh, yeah, hope to, hope to talk to you soon. Um, yeah, for in, sure. In the flesh. You guys stay safe and well, too. Thanks. Try not to uh, awesome. be too much of a hermit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, well, we'll talk soon. And thanks for doing the pod. Okay. Sounds good. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, okay, awesome. I'm uh, I'm here with guest number four. Uh, he's incredible. Uh, your boy Brian. Uh, it's Brian Kimmel. Give it up at home. How you doing, Brian? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you know, uh, I feel like uh, I'm I'm doing this pod, so I'm I'm having fun right now. Anyways, um, wonderful, dude. I feel like you probably have a lot of stories to choose from. I know you've met a lot of Raptors. Met a lot of basketball players uh you probably have like good personal stories but you're also like a hardcore fan so when i ask you like what your favorite raptors moment is like well what's your selection process like are you kind of oh uh, like, so you were you it didn't have to be game related per se or no i mean for for everyone it has been kind of game related so far and then like the uh, adjacent stuff beside that but right yeah, I definitely have a bunch of stuff that doesn't necessarily relate to games, but yeah, that's what that's a lot the lines along I was which I was thinking of. So, I mean, your your show, your call, you got you know whatever you want I to mean, talk I, about. Talk I about. feel I feel like you got a lot. So you, I was going to say like I was going to talk about like like the Kawhi shot, but I thought it was kind of obvious. Like I kind of feel like everyone's <laughs> favorite moment was the Kawhi shot. Like I anyway, mean, like the Kawhi shot was like bigger for me than them actually winning the championship. Um, okay. Like, well, yeah. So let's let's talk about that because I feel like I, I, I like that's a lot of people's choice for like best moment. But I'd be interested yeah. to hear what what was going on for you like that day. Like, what was the lead up to the shot for you personally? Um, uh, well, were, were you in Toronto? Game, yeah, with like friend. I was at the Dog and Bear, you know, watching the game yeah. with my dad and and some friends. Nice. And and you know, I, I mean. I'm sure it's a very similar experience for most people. Just you know, all of the, uh, all of the tension and you know, anxiety leading up to that moment and the the catharsis of of him hitting it right and mm-hmm. you know, the, it being bigger than that moment, but you know, like the catharsis of of like, you know, getting over that hump that we'd never previously been able to get over because of LeBron, and you know, like that feeling of like you know, 20 plus years of, of, of frustration kind of melting away and all that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was going to talk about that moment, but I think, I think like, you know, like every, every like Raptors buzzer beater up until that point as well has also been huge. Like every, yeah, every sure. buzzer beater has been like a great moment of catharsis, but like, I think for, uh, well, maybe not just us, but I think like any team that's experienced as many years of mediocrity, as we have, it's like every, every buzzer beater has, has kind of felt like bigger than that moment. Like for me anyway, cause it's been like its own mini little championship, you know, like every yeah, time it's like, a game it, going back to a, like the Vince one. Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh no, I was gonna say it's it's almost like levels. It's like it's like they're each new levels, and it feel it feels like I I, I don't want to take your kind of like uh, your your story or your your feeling from you, but I I feel like you're working towards this idea of kind of like Kawhi's shot is like it was just like the ultimate version of a buzzer beater. Like it, was, it won it yeah. won the series. It bounced like. Well, sorry. I think like honestly, objectively looking at it, it was the greatest shot in NBA history probably I mean, yeah it has to be I can't epic. really think like obviously you're gonna put like Jordan's shots in there right over over Russell and over Elo but I think just given the context of the shot right like putting aside personal feelings and sentiment I don't know it's yeah I think it is the greatest shot ever right so uh, after the shot how long until you left the bar was it like? Oh, just, I can't remember. It like, was probably it, yeah. like. I mean, the 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 first thing that happened was as soon as he hit it, Simon and I like jumped up and like <laughs> into each other's arms, like yeah, you know, we were like hugging. Simon's like lifting me up, and I, I after that, I just kind of blacked out. Totally, I can't curious. remember how drunk yeah. I was, <laughs> but I'm sure there was alcohol involved, and there was definitely emotions, you know, like little eye water and whatnot but uh do you do you remember a lot about you know I, i'm sure you've like rewatched the game but do you remember a lot about like your experience of the game before the shot that night like like how you were because i i remember it just I being never, i mean on pins yeah. and needles like it was a tough game it was a really defensive game yeah for sure and there was obviously like there's obviously the like different highs and lows and 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 you know that same feeling of anxiety, you know, giving the, st- given the stakes of the game and whatnot. But I like, I don't know if you got it from me. I was always highly confident we were going to win the chip this, uh, that year. Um, like you talk to anybody, I was telling everyone like, yeah, we're winning the chip. And I was very confident and like, I love it. I, I never really, yeah, I never really doubted it that, like at any moment really there, there was still anxiety and whatnot but yeah um i don't know you could talk to like talk to steve Nally. he'll <laughs> he'll he'll tell you about when uh i sort of talked him off the ledge or at least i tried to you know he when he was when he was feeling really you know down Scared. about our our yeah our chances and i was just like telling him like my oh, dude we're gonna beat orlando and then we're gonna beat uh uh, the Sixers, and we're going to beat Milwaukee, and then we're going to beat whoever's in the finals, and we're going to win the trip. And I was just My, telling them, like, really matter of factly, and that's what happened. Although, um, I mean, yeah, like, Philly was the toughest series, I think, and they're the ones that took us the distance. Um, Milwaukee, for sure. Like, things obviously looked kind of dour after the first two games against Milwaukee, but then once we got that momentum going, it was like, yeah, these guys are cooked. I totally agree. Like I, I, I've said a bunch of times, and I think when I say it, it seems like a bit silly given the situation. But when when Joel Embiid did his like did the airplane, you know, like the windmill dunk and the airplane celebration, I think that honestly that and Game Four were my most tense moments as a fan because I, I I was like you, you know, anyone who listens to this pod knows that as soon as the Kawhi trade happened. 
Yeah. I was only thinking about how we'd match up against the Warriors, like the fully healthy Warriors. Like I thought we could win a championship. I, yeah, I didn't well, know. I, mean, I didn't know thing, we would, but I thought right. we, I really thought we could. Like really, really and, thought we could. And thinking back to, and obviously, you know, luck played into it as well with for sure the Warriors being hurt and whatnot. But when you think back to historically how well we played the Warriors, they have blown us out a couple times, but there mm-hmm. have been a bunch of games where. You know, we took them down to the wire. I think there might have been an overtime game or two, like during the during the Clay uh, Steph era. Anyhow, um, we've always, I feel like, historically played them very well compared to a lot of the teams in the league. And um, you know, obviously, getting that Kawhi upgrade was a huge, uh, huge boon for us. To, it was massive. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the box score of this game and there are a bunch of funky lines like Kawhi Kawhi's 40 obviously 41 points eight rebounds three assists three steals um you know the game winner but one thing that's kind of throwing me is like did do you remember Marcus leading the team in minutes he played 45 minutes in that game seven I don't remember that but that doesn't surprise me either I mean that's not something that I really that's not like the type of style I would really keep track of I'm yeah, just, yeah. You know, the sure. only thing that I'm really cognizant of is is like the heavy minutes that like Kyle plays in general. And right. you know, all uh, from what I recall, all of our starters were getting pretty heavy minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. This that, game... doesn't, that doesn't surprise me, particularly in that series, because I mean, I mean, our you know our victory is pretty basically mitigated, or not mitigated by, but it was contingent on um, it was contingent on Mark shutting down Embiid, right? Like that was. Totally. That was, I mean, that was the big difference maker for us in both that and the Milwaukee series. It was just like, it was the Gasol D. So, yeah, yeah, that doesn't so like, surprise me. When when that shot goes up, yeah, like or or, or you, let's start a, a bit further back because like I think like the last the sequencing of the game really. You know, I don't want to go out of my depth and talk baseball here, but I, I remember that 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 wild uh, seventh inning. Like, obviously, the Batista bat flip was the moment itself is so extreme, but the you know forty five minute build up is is this oh. really added to the intensity, and and I feel like with this game, you know, people forget that you know Kawhi missed that free throw, and not just a missed free yeah. throw. Like Jimmy ripped it down and went coast to coast in yeah, in like layup, maybe yeah. five seconds. And and, was and it put a layup or a jumper? Why am I unable it, to remember? It was a layup over a, layup, a really yeah. contested yeah. like like Ibaka was all over him. Yeah, or he scored over Ibaka yeah. over, and that it was like a Jimmy, shocking Jimmy's moment. Jimmy's that dude. Yeah, I mean, think of how was, badly Philly would have lost if they didn't have Jimmy in that series, right? Yeah, it's like, uh, like he was he was scoring when no one else could for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, like just. Like we knew it was going to Kawhi. Like, were you expecting that to be the play, or were you just like he was hard to think? I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't even really. Think, I was just kind of like letting the game unfold, and I wasn't really analyzing it to that level. Yeah, you know. I mean, obviously, it doesn't surprise me that the best player takes the last shot. You know, they could have used him as a decoy and could have kicked it out to someone else or whatever. But I don't know. Just the way it unfolded didn't surprise me like i could see Kawhi like regardless wanting that to be a shot anyway and and kind of like just taking yeah 
like look like freelancing if he had to but uh yeah i mean it worked out so <laughs> like yeah. how long for you anyways like like how long did you go where you, you where you couldn't focus on anything else like how long were you looking at like announcers announced the shot from around the world and like how long were you like and then for for me right away i remember thinking oh i mean not right yeah. away but Early about that, after after the after yeah the the shot, after or, like the Vince comparison uh, I mean, like, like all, just, all that it stuff. was was it oh, it was non I don't remember like when it stopped it was like the amount of times that I rewatched it upon like leaving the, so we went to uh, my buddy Jed's place and we were rewatching it at his house that night like yeah like nonstop and of uh, course <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, you know I was you know probably rewatched it a couple times yesterday like I mean. That's a shot that uh, it's it's I can't count the amount of times I've rewatched it. Right, yeah, you know, going from from when it actually happened till today, um, you know, it obviously slowed down a bit, like over the course of that, you know, the, the weeks and months that followed. But you know, I still watch it occasionally, and uh, you know, we rewatched that game last night. So, yeah, yeah, a, a I, lot. I mean, it's I remember definitely the... one of the great. I mean. It's up there. You know that I'm a huge Blue Jays fan, also. Like my love okay, of Blue I'm, Jays and, and and Raptors is like fifty fifty. Like they're. I'm my so team. glad you're bringing this up. Let's talk yeah. Joe Carter. So like it it is like as insane as the Kawhi moment is, it has to still be second place to the Joe Carter. Walk-off, well, here's the right? thing: Joe Carter's home run is only number three on my list of sports moments. What? Yeah. What? Wait, wait. Sorry, because, Toronto per, sports. Uh, no, well, no, like sports. And, I mean, for me, oh, okay. Toronto sports, uh, you know, uh, is supersedes everything else. But, um, you know, for me, it's between the Kawhi shot and the bat flip because, hmm. I mean, Joe Carter, like, I mean, I've, I've been a Blue Jays fan for longer than I've been a Raptors fan. I mean, they've been around longer, obviously. Yeah. So you can't really compete with that. Um, it was a huge moment, but... Um, at the same time, I was only 13 years old when that happened, and uh, I just didn't have an appreciation for how like sports history. big a moment that was. You know, I can look at it in retrospect and go, "Yeah, okay, that was really crazy." That's fair. But in terms of the emotions that I was feeling at that moment, right? I was excited as hell being a little kid and being a huge Blue Jays fan. But I also, actually, it's interesting because I also that I remember as as a kid, I was very confident we were going to win the World Series as well, and it was our second one also. But I had never experienced like a drought before. Like the Jays had always been good since I started following them, going back to like yeah, they're good since like, like, like the late eighties. Right? Or... Absolutely, I mean they've been great since you know before I was really cognizant of who they were. But I mean since like the George Bell, Dave Steed, like Jesse Barfield days, they were still like you know highly competitive teams, you know, that they were, you know, going to come out of the division more often than not. And, uh, you know, and they finally won the ones like 92, 93. Yeah. I was really taken for granted how good they were. And then like after those years, it was like <laughs> so many, like, and I don't follow hockey really though. I mean, although the Leafs also have obviously been pretty mediocre, but you know, it's been frustrating years of sports in Toronto. So, you know, the bat flip game and, and the Kawhi shot, those two games, like the level of catharsis is on another level for me. It really because is. Because it was like like decades of suffering. So, you know, that's when I really started appreciating like So what yeah, what what gives the, was. 
what gives the the bat flip the edge? I mean, like, I I I feel like as a even though I'm more of a Raptors fan, if there's, I were to be a more of a Jays fan than a Raptors fan, I would say there's got to be an aspect of like Batista was a like a real Jay, you know, Kawhi wasn't a real Raptor. That that must have yeah. I mean, I would probably that, right? or no? I mean, Batista is definitely like on my short list of greatest Toronto athletes of all time. You know, it'd be like between him and Kyle and yeah, pretty much between him and Kyle, I guess. But um, I mean, but it, I mean, it wasn't really so much that I mean, that added to the moment for sure. But I mean, it could have been anyone hitting that home run, I think. And right. um, I mean, well, for one, I was at that game and I wasn't at, at the Kawasha game. So, oh, so, that's so big. Part, yeah. part that. So that's definitely plays into it. And like. You know the tension and all that was really palpable, and then and then also another huge a huge thing was that it happened first, you know. So if the Kawhi shot happened before the Vince bat, uh, sorry not Vince before the the Jose bat flip, um, you know I might have given that a bit of an edge, uh, just because you know like that bat flip was that moment of release of you know from you know twenty plus years of sports frustration in Toronto. And so, you know, um, yeah, that's probably it. It's probably just because it happened first, that and me being there. But I mean, they were both. I mean, oh. they're still they're still neck and neck. I think that's a. I think I think that's probably a, a good way to end it. Um, yeah. That's a, that's our time, and and no one else is going to talk about the shot. So <laughs> it makes sense that 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 you. Uh, I was very about the surprised. Shot. Yeah, I was very yeah. surprised that no one else did. I was, I was ready to talk about all the other buzzer beaters, like Vince versus the Celtics and Clippers. That, oh my God, that was a massive one. Yeah, the the Raptors do have like a sneaky amount of. They got. I mean, the Mo Pete versus the Wiz. You got oh Anthony Parker doing Wizards Part Two. You got Kyle versus was it the Heat in the playoffs? The half court heave. You also have Kawhi's sneaky Portland game winner, which was the exact same. Yeah. I mean, just all they all fact, and there and there are also a lot of game winners that were stolen from us. That's Whole right. Other thing. I mean, that's the opposite of violation <laughs> that we feel. Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. You play. know what? If we if we yeah. get out of these dark times and do like another like just like sad rappers pod, can, that could be can, a good you one. You can say that as the companion episode to this one is, <laughs> is the people's uh, like saddest rappers moments. Cool, man. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us and, and telling us your your, your story and no you know problem, with man. you and your thanks dad, the dog me. and bear. Yeah, no problem, man. Okay, buddies. Um, I'm here with uh, with maybe the most prolific guest on Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. Uh, you know, off the air, she said. Uh, she said it was uh, it was nice to hear me and Matt's uh, voice since the world changed and and I, I had the same feeling hearing her laugh was was a pretty good time. I was like, oh man, right, <laughs> Catherine Niker. So if you're at home, give it up for uh, one of the best basketball people going and uh, one of my favorite comedians, uh, Catherine Niker. What's up, buddy? Hello, hello. I'm doing all right, all things considered. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's okay. I think all right seems to be um, better seems than, to be better a than fair bad, goal yeah. right now. 
Yeah, I feel like um, I'm constantly switching between like, oh, I'm going to write this thing and like pitch it to the CBC. And then seconds later, I'm like, oh, my God, just like get me out of here. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And sorry, Matt, Matt, were you going to say something? I feel like I cut you off. Oh, no, I just said that all right is better than bad. True. Yes. Yes. So yeah. And that's pretty good at synthesizing things. Yeah. Thanks. Matt. Um, thanks, Matt. Um, oh God. Uh, I, I feel like if I if I was lucky enough to like to like be able to walk around with Matt, I would like he he'd stop a lot of unnecessary conversations I have at like a like sorry this is non quarantine times. Um, like if I'm going to a grocery store or getting a coffee or something, I feel like Matt would help clarify my orders and people will be like oh i understand what you're trying to say young man uh, yeah that's why he's <laughs> um, a good team yeah you know not for the podcast just for the grocery <laughs> yeah for the pod nightmare team um <laughs> for like for like everyday buddies that clarify for each other hype uh okay Catherine. um i i, I kind of i'm kind of doing this in like two stages i, I started doing this with tom the second caller I, I don't think i did it with jess but uh when i asked you what your favorite raptors moment was um, what's your like process? Like what's your, how, how are you categorizing it? Are you kind of like doing like, you know, franchise moment versus personal versus kind of like exciting? Like what, what what's uh, your, yeah. definitely making it personal. Because that makes that, sense for you. That, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that sounded so derogatory and it wasn't, it was a, totally a compliment. Well, you know what? In this quarantine state, it's been a while since someone's thrown me shade. So, <laughs> I, oh my god, that wasn't shade, but I guess it was. But I really did mean for it to be, you know? No, no, it's I loved it. Uh, Never change. <laughs> wait, so yeah, okay, I guess okay. Since yeah, we're going along with it, this, well, personal, obviously, I think, like when it comes to like when you look at it from the point of view of the franchise, like nothing's gonna be like winning at all. And not that that didn't mean a lot to me personally, but just for the sake of like mixing it up and having, you know, different answers. So would you say it's fair to say that like winning the championship is a better moment in general than say drafting Bargnani? (laughs) Uh, Yes. I don't, I don't even remember how I felt about Bargnani. I remember feeling great about. Wait, so that's not your moment? Uh, No, that's not my moment. Oh, Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, Brian Colangelo and I, I don't know. Yeah. So wait, what? Okay. I interrupted you though. What, what yeah. were you saying? Oh, you, okay. I thought we were still bantering. You want me to get into what my favorite moment is? Uh, sure. We, we I, I thought I interrupted the banter is what I'm saying, but you know what? I think let's just dive right in. What's your moment? So my moment is um, in Vince Carter's rookie season. Ooh, I, okay. Throwback. I yeah, throwback. I was very excited, of course, to have him uh, on the team. Um, I have vague memories of watching like the first game, and you know, I think like I was too young to like fully like process, but just like knew like this was obviously going to be like really really good and I think what I was feeling at the time was the feeling of like relevance that I never felt before oh my god this is amazing Catherine just (laughs) 
just keep going. We get, I mean, like, you know, because you do this pod, podcast so much, I always talk about how, like, Masai's battle is the battle of every Toronto Raptors fan. It's like this, it's this battle for relevancy. Yeah. Uh, like, that's like even the championship, you know, then people are talking about, oh, we're going to trade Kawhi and AD's a Lakers, so who cares about Toronto? It's like, it's, that's what we are battling. Like, it's like, that's our demon. It's like this battle for relevancy. And Vince, yeah, sorry, good just keep going. No, it's a great point. I'm I mean like culturally that has been our battle since the beginning really. It still continues in a way that's like really fucked up, but I think winning a championship means like I don't know if this is true, but I certainly care less about relevancy now because it's right. like anybody yeah. who thought, "Oh, we weren't going to make the playoffs this year, blah blah blah." It's like you're you're just clearly not watching the games at this point. And, and we have the hardware. Oh. Yeah, we have the hardware. Um yeah, so it's just like I've learned to sort of ignore those kinds of opinions and ignore um ESPN rankings and, and stuff like that. I just don't care as much as I as I used to. Yeah, but, uh, and that, so, I think that makes sense. But in you know, in Vince rookie season, this was this is prime caring about that, right? Yeah, this is prime caring about that. Prime never having it before. Prime first having like a real taste of it and a real glimpse at it in the beginning years of some sort of relevancy. So in his rookie year, um, you know, fell madly in love with him. Um, and I went to a game, uh, with a friend of mine at the time, Holly, Holly and I went to the Raptors game, upper bowl, didn't matter. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then, uh, I created a sign that said like Vince, take it to the playoffs. But I also like color coded the letters. So it also said Vince, take it off. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I didn't know this was heading in, in the direction of like an electric circus moment. Uh, this well, it is was awesome. the late 90s, Wait. so everything was an electric circus moment. Uh, fair. Well, well, what game was this? Like, who, who are they playing? Honestly, Do I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, I you, remember you it was a yeah. Sunday game. Fair enough. Yeah, I was trying to look it up as you were talking, but, but so, oh, yeah, so you, brought, you brought the sign. It's like a shortened season. Um, yeah. It's a first, Sunday first game. One, yeah. So there's only so many. We definitely weren't making the playoffs that year, but Certainly I think not. we were all just so excited to have Vince that like we started having like playoff hopes. It was probably uh, a Sunday game. I want to say in the month of March. So maybe we can Google that and figure it out. Um, I was like 13 at the time. If anyone's wondering, <laughs> a why I don't have memories, and b why I thought okay. it would be funny to make such an inappropriate sign. Um, I mean, it was just to me very funny at the time. Uh, you know, we were acting. Sorry, at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's funny this now. This is still funny. People cringe yeah. when I tell them that I made this sign because they're like, "Oh, you were an underage girl." And it's like, it's not like Vince oh, was yeah. actually approaching me. Exactly. You're exactly. I was in the like, upper bowl for fuck's sake. People need to chill. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was, it was clearly a pretty innocent thing or a pretty innocent joke. At the, I felt, uh, so me and Holly are there, and basically, we're acting like going to this Raptors game is like going to a Backstreet Boys concert, like, we're behaving the same way. 
and people around us were getting like really annoyed but when you are like a 12 13 year old girl like there's something so special about not caring about other people in that sense because it's like an age where like you're really self-conscious about everything but the one thing you're not self-conscious about is your love for vince carter yes <laughs> like why why would you be yeah or nick carter or whatever carter sure, any carter <laughs> and jonathan so, carter thomas yeah there you go and so we were just screaming screaming like even like I remember it was like somewhat of a close game and it was like fourth quarter, like Vince is shooting like free throws. Everybody's like getting real quiet and shushing. But in my mind, I'm like, this is my chance. So I started so loud because I'm like, this is the one chance I'll have for him to see me. And everybody around me was so pissed. So, okay. Being a hardcore basketball fan now, yeah. If you saw a 13 year old girl doing this to, let's say, like Ja Morant <laughs> at a game, would you be like, shut it? Or, or, or would you be like, you know what? I know what she's going through. Uh, maybe a bit of both. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I have some candidates for the game. So Sunday, March 28th, 1999, yeah. the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. But you probably would have remembered that, right? Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I would have remembered that definitely. Um, so let's say the other one is Sunday, March twenty first, nineteen ninety nine, against the New York Knicks. Mm. OT? Did it go into overtime? No, I don't recall it going to overtime. Okay, is so there another got, option? There's one more. Okay. So we got um, Sunday, March seventh, uh, against the Boston Celtics. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because the Celtics weren't super relevant at that time. No, I think we're looking at like I'm just pulling them up right now. We got we're looking at a Antoine Walker, Ron Mercer, Paul Pierce, Kenny Henderson, Tony Batiste but like starting rookie, lineup. Rookie Paul Pierce. Did we win that game? Uh, we did. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was Ra that Raptors 105, uh, Celtics uh, 92. Yeah. And, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's just decide that's the game. Yeah, because I would have remembered obviously seeing Michael Jordan, and yeah. I I used to really like the Knicks because that was the year the Knicks won it all. Right. That was uh, the or no, they went to the finals and then San Antonio won. That's Sorry. right. Yeah. 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 The, but they were that yeah. eighth seed that went to the finals. So I have like pretty fond memories of that Knicks team. So I'm gonna say it was the Celtics. Yeah, I think the Celtics were. It makes sense also that as far as like a game that you could go to, that that would be an affordable game. Like the Knicks were yeah, probably a yeah, pretty yeah. big draw at that point. Yeah. But um, yeah. So when you went with your friend, like, is that like, were you a forever Raptors fan? Like, I, I I'm a Vince era Raptors fan, and I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. Like, yeah, I liked the Raptors before, but as soon as Vince came, I was diehard. Are you like a Vince? Is that your timeline as well? Or are you before? No, after. I got into it a bit before, but um, I can't claim that I got into it the very first season. I think, if I remember the timeline correctly, I went to a game at the Sky Dome in the 500s, and I recall even having like binoculars with me. We were so far away. And 
Yeah, Skyrim was ridiculous. Yeah, and like there were families around us that had binoculars, and um, there was like this area where the cheerleaders would kind of like huddle and wait before they like went out into the court, and we could like see all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Skydome was honestly. Let's go back to the Skydome because that's just like a bag of tricks. Like that's an it's. I can't believe the Raptors survived. After being yeah, in Skydome. I mean, that was such a horrible um, viewing experience. But me as like a young kid, just like excited to have like a new team and a new thing. And like, I think at the time the Raptors were really smart in how they marketed the team to kids. Yeah. I mean, it paid off, right? Yeah. Like it really paid off. And so I just remember having a good time. And I think as a young kid, I wasn't as bothered by that kind of viewing experience because at the time it was all I knew. Totally. Right? Like and- I had been to like a Blue Jays game before, but even then it's like you're so far up and it's like, I think uh, my family was good at preparing me for a life in the 500s. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Your, your family's like, listen, Head to this game. You'll get a brief glimpse of what a cast system looks like. Yeah, yeah. They're um, like, you're young, honestly, you're beautiful, and we're going to keep your expectations low. That's right. We'll, we'll keep you in, in a, a certain cast, and, you know, you can just embrace it. <laughs> and so I think after that, I had a really fun just time at the game. And then the next year, uh, hello? Sorry, that's uh, that, that's my, my phone timer going off. Bing, bing, oh, bing, bing, bing. time? We're, we're already out of time, uh, but, you know, is, is there any kind of last parting words you want to give people, you know, with this story before we kind of say goodbye? Yeah, just essentially, I think I became a Raptors fan in their second season. After right. watching that game and then the following year started to tune in more. I think that I think that fits pretty well. And uh, yeah, nobody I can mean, really claim that that they joined in year two and like stayed. But, you know, that's you. Oh gee, oh gee, <laughs> and you know what? Let's uh, let's let's pour one out for uh, you know probably played his last game. Vince Carter it was a weird exit. Um, yeah, I had tickets too to see him April tenth. Oh, you I, did? I, I ah. did. I had tickets. I was like, I need to be at his last game in Toronto. Um, dang. Yeah, it really sucked. And and you know what? Sorry, if if I may, I know we're going sure. over. Yeah, Just yeah. Real quick, um, Vince Carter had his um his press conference uh, after his last game and it went really long and you could tell he was like kind of uncomfortable uh, doing the like retirement celebration parade in the way that like Kobe Bryant did in his last year. Yeah. He kind of wanted to go out quietly. Like that's why he didn't do the all-star game festivities and, you know, honorary all-star kind of thing. And, uh, I mean, as a fan, it kind of hurts, but a a part of me is like, you know what, if that's how he wants to go out, then like, good for him. Yeah. I mean, he's like 55. I think poor, (laughs) you know, poor Vince, (laughs) let the guy go out. Like, you know, like, I think it's, it's like, it's not his fault that he'll be, he'll be going to bed at like 8 PM and still being able to dunk at the same time. Yeah. Like he'll be a gr- a dunking grandpa, and I yeah, think it's gonna will. be confusing for people. But yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, you know, thanks for so much for being on the pod, Catherine. Uh, and I hope you're well and safe, and your family's also well and safe. Yes, thank you, and same to the both of you. Yeah, yeah, thanks. 
<laughs> well, yeah, we are. We, yeah, that ended on a note. We were like, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. you, eh? Yeah. No, it can't. It can't end any other way. Yeah, it's, it's got to end like that. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk soon, regardless. And um, yeah, peace love. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. 